Hello and welcome back to The Cult Standard, your movie podcast for all... We interrupt this program to bring you Courage the Cowardly Podcast, starring Mike and James, your cowardly hosts. Hello and welcome to Courage the Cowardly Podcast, the only podcast where we review every episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. We got the whole market. My name is James. And my name is Mike. Someone had to do it. Someone had to review it, and it might as well be us. And today we are reviewing episode three, or as you may have seen it, episode five and six, I think, or you may have seen it as episode Uh, 3A and 3B. And it is Courage Meets Bigfoot, followed by Hothead. In Courage Meets Bigfoot, you can guess exactly what happens. And in Hothead, Eustace tries a dubious hair tonic with potential side effects to <laughs> fix his baldness. <laughs> Things really blow up from there, don't they, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's secretly the darkest episode that's ever been made of this show. Uh, <laughs> it's it's an episode about domestic abuse. <laughs> God, it really is. We'll it there. is. We'll, it literally is. We'll totally get there. Uh, yeah. So, but for now, courage meets Bigfoot. Let's start off on the on a on a different foot. Yes, yes. A, a much lighter. Oh my God. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Uh, I'll say when it, when this movie when this episode started, uh, there's more going on. But I was definitely like, oh, is this going to be another another Cajun Granny Stew style episode? Usually they save those for the end. That's the that's the B plot, not the <laughs> where there's just gonna yeah. it's just gonna be a kind of more silly uh, with more much more slapstick, and it is. But there's more going on, which I don't think there was in the previous two examples, which include Doctor the Quack and uh, and Cajun Granny Stew. So. Mike, you, there's more to this. Tell me, help me out. Oh, it's 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 a, it's an episode about tolerance. It's it's uh, what we learn is that Eustace, surprise, is a big fat racist. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God! The first the first appearance of the of um to my recollection of the of the oh, nowhere fo- news. Oh oh oh. Of the Nowhere News, uh, oh, there is another first appearance, but I, I mixed it up. It's in the next episode, so I won't, I won't oh, say what. No, in this one, yeah, the first appearance of Nowhere News um, of, yeah. as something that Eustace is watching that on is TV. That is fascinating, okay. And he sees a, a news bulletin, a, a Nowhere Breaking News report of the Bigfoot sighted in the area. And there's a reward of $25 and a lifetime membership to what? Who knows? And... and, and <laughs> D- tell me that and was explained and I just missed it. Like, no, no, that's not explained. Okay, yeah, because it's like, and he's like twenty five dollars and a lifetime membership. Oh boy, and I'm like, what to, to what? To, to, to the ARP? Like what? <laughs> to the, to the KKK? Given Eustace's track record. God, I'm just yeah. saying. I, I'm just saying. Both of these episodes are pretty dark allegories that reflect very poorly on Eustace's character. Yeah, we we thought like you know the Doctor the Quack episode was going to be that was when I was like, yeah, man, Eustace is really is a monster. But I'm like, man, he really is a monster. <laughs> I try not to be like, oh, he's problematic because lots of things are problematic. 
but no, Eustace is a bigot. He's like a he's a bad person. <laughs> yeah, I get it's. I don't. Think I kind of expect him a... to be like this curmudgeon, but yeah. he is. Like, I don't, wow. I don't, I don't think this is an example of something that just aged poorly. Like I no no like it was very intentional. I think everything they're doing. I don't know. Um, I think so too. I completely agree. Um, but he goes full Gaston in this. Um, obviously, he's not literally being a a racist or a, he's being a he's basically leading a hate mob to capture Bigfoot so that he can get this nondescript reward. So um, meanwhile, Bigfoot just wants some pie. Yeah. So Muriel, who I will do my damnedest not to call Miriam in this episode. I, I did it like ten times. I want to say in the last last episode. It's, it's kind of under it's understandable though. So so Muriel I get it. Muriel makes a pie. What appears to be a blueberry uh, pie, which is it like, looks really good. It it does, but that's also I feel like that's a lot of blueberries, man. Like it just feels um, like it'd yeah. be like very extremely one note. I don't know. Um Well, I don't know. This is very important though to the episode. Are you one of those people who like the like a substantial crust, or do you like the crust to get out of the way of enjoying your delicious pie filling? Oh, you know, I'm I don't know about I don't I wouldn't want to like a substantial crust, but I don't want the crust to get out of the way. I think the crust is one of the best parts. I agree. I, I actually do agree. Um and I think that would be my main criticism of Muriel's pie. This is important there's, to the, the episode. There no, there is like the filling to pie ratio is is out of this world in this and it and because and because it appears to be blueberries, I'm just picturing like mouthfuls of this of this blueberry pie filling and i'm like that's that's a lot that's heavy man you're gonna need like two glasses of milk with that at least so oh yeah so yeah that 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 happened um and that this is why you listen to the show to hear about uh crust to filling ratios of pies i mean um, what would i mean what would kim say about that no i know like, i feel like she would have some i feel like she would have some capital o opinions <laughs> some very yeah my wife is is a very talented baker so um yeah we so Muriel makes a pie with a dubious um with a questionable pie to crust to filling ratio and then and then it's the pie is cooling on the windowsill and someone is trying to take it and courage is like oh i can't have this happen and he's already seen the bigfoot report so he has a pretty good idea who it is and he's scared and if if it's not somebody his name is uh, alabaster and it's not um <laughs> they, they, I, that, I can't remember I, what it was <laughs> what the name was yeah, in this I one I, 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 ne I never remember I have to like just come up with something off the top of my head yeah I don't know why I came up with Alabaster but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they so it, it's revealed the, Eustace the next day goes out to hunt Bigfoot meanwhile Muriel is already feeding Bigfoot in their house <laughs> I think he I think she at that point is thinking that Muriel is is sorry she is thinking that bigfoot is courage because they both kind of have that like purple fuzz and she's old i think that's the joke that they're getting at uh because it was very jarring it's just like oh walking to the kitchen oh i'm feeding bigfoot pie <laughs> i this this is uh i, I kind of like this because it, it's the beginning of I, I feel like before this muriel was more of a like hapless character but in this it seems like she's just genuinely that good-hearted that she that she doesn't care yeah so that's the thing it was either that mirrors was very good-hearted and is like oh i'm just going to feed this uh but she also through that scene just seems very oblivious to everything going on because what ensues is a food fight for the ages um 
Which Courage has had like two of those now. Courage has had about two of those, but this one blows the other one out of the water. Um, it does. Also, it has, it has a reference because I'm good at spotting references without knowing what they are. So, Mike, maybe you can help me. Courage is blindfolded. And he's throwing bananas that stick like ninja stars or knives. What, what's the what are the, what's the reference there? I don't actually know either, um, which is surprising because not, not, I mean not because I not because I know. Oh, it's surprising because I usually everything. know everything. <laughs> oh, shut up! Um, but because it, the next couple episodes are so rich with references, and I think I got a you know at least the big ones. This I I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was a little thing that I'm like that's from something, but I don't know what. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was gonna be something obvious like Crouching Tiger or or Karate Kid or something. Um, so if it's not one of those, then I I, I feel vindicated. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not Crouching Tiger, and I've only seen the Karate Kid once, but that does. I don't recall I don't, ninja stars. Yeah, I was like, I don't think they're throwing daggers or ninja stars in, in karate. That, that, <laughs> I'm seems... starting to think that that's not karate. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, again, know, he might just disqu- get disqualified for that. Th- then again, uh, karate doesn't allow freaking face kicks like he does to win that competition either. So, hey. hey. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just we, got a, we got a truther over here. <laughs> <laughs> karate kid truther. <laughs> Nerd alert! <laughs> Um, yes, but as you said, it is a story of this episode is one about tolerance and acceptance because over the course of this like food fight, courage and Bigfoot become friends inexplicably enough, which is not something that happened with like Dr. LeQuack when, you know, they're throwing like pie and and things at each other. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing how naturally it comes up too, because then they're just like, they're all of a sudden they're hula dancing. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's very quick. But I also, I mean, again, the, to me, I really like this the direction the show's taking. Obviously, it is doubling down on Eustace being a horrible person, but it is making it very clear who Courage and Muriel are as well. And what I like is that Courage is, he is a cowardly dog, but he doesn't have that next step where, you know, a lot of times what we are, what we fear the most is what we end up, you know, uh, being the most intolerant of. And uh, I, I really like that courage ultimately is understanding. And, and, and once he realizes that the Bigfoot does not mean any harm to him or Muriel, uh, is more than willing to share his pie with him. So that was very nice. Yeah, so, so right, before, um, right before Eustace leaves, he gets a knock on the door from some old woman who's like, have you seen uh, my no, pie? No, no, no. Not just some old woman, James. That is the... That is the shriveled up female version of Eustace. He's looking at an right? alternate version of. He is looking at the alternate version of himself, in an in a it is some sort of weird, like, Jungian parallel. Yeah, and uh, there's there's it's like it's like the inverse. It's like what Eustace could have been maybe if he wasn't such an asshole all the time. Yeah, so they. Uh, this old woman is like, have you seen my boy? And he's like, yeah, I haven't seen your boy. And slams the door in her face. Um, turns out that this is the, the mother of Bigfoot. And which raises a whole question, is Bigfoot just a hairy human child with weird proportions? I always interpreted it as, because I remember this episode as a, from being a kid. I always interpreted it as like, she's this kindly old, old woman who takes like, care found, of him. Yeah, who like found Bigfoot and like, 
took him in and adopted him. Basically, okay, see, that's, that, son. that's a that's a better interpretation than the one that I couldn't get out of my head. I'm like, is he just a hairy boy? Hairy <laughs> <laughs> <Harry> boy, <laughs> like a hairy boy with big feet. The moral, the moral of this episode is to be tolerant of young men with <laughs> severe hair problems. <laughs> I can I can relate. No, so you, um, you're you're right. It's a much better, more more on message. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's right. You could very well be correct. I'm just that's always how I saw it. Oh man, no, I I agree with you. I think you're right. I I, I will I will forget my other interpretation. <laughs> I I won't. I kind of like it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they they become friends. They go outside, and there's an angry mob now. Because now the now the the source of menace has abruptly shifted to this angry faceless <coughs> faceless mob who have found out where Bigfoot is. They probably followed the footprints to the house in the middle of nowhere, and yeah, they're all like surrounding him. But then the the mom comes back, and everyone is sort of realizing, oh man, wait a minute, I don't want to kill this child. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> the, that 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 one moral <laughs> come that Forced one. Forced to confront. For forced to confront the actual consequences of their own bigotry they realize the monsters they've become that is except for eustace who, uh, <laughs> proceeds to double down and continue to be a shithead yeah, i was like eustace however is unfazed nope <laughs> yeah, this, he, he the comes... love for a parent and child uh, apparently means nothing to the coal-hearted eustace ba- 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 what are, what's their last name bang bang oh, let me find out okay <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That that just kind of derailed the conversation. Bag. I'm sorry. I don't know. Eustace bag. Eustace, Eustace bag. Bag. O b a g g e. Okay. Is is that it? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, we should probably know this by now, to be honest. Yeah. Well, how often does their surname come up? Come on. Eustace, oh, it's b a g g e. Eustace bag. Or bag. Eustace bag. Okay. Bag. Eustace bag. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. Yeah, except for cold-hearted Eustace Bag, uh, everyone is able to look past the uh, the, the the surface uh, that they feared so much and and appreciate the love of a parent to her child. It's a really sweet episode and just codifies how unrepentantly evil Eustace is. Yeah, because Eustace he he decides he's like he abruptly like puts the shackle around the ankle and is like, I got it. the 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 bounty is mine or the reward is mine. And then gets you know beaten over the head with a rolling pin by by uh, Muriel, who who has got to you know have like a Costco pack of rolling pins, you know. Oh, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I, she I goes, also she did... goes through those, man. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, uh, and most of most of them expended upon Eustace's stupid head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna like hate you. This is gonna turn into a Eustace hate show. And I'm here for it. If anyone is a Eustace apologist, like uh, we welcome your views. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of You're here. You're not welcome here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, well, you know, we're we're riding the Eustace hate train, and we're gonna ride it all the way into Hothead here. <laughs> it's not gonna change on Hothead. Yeah. Um, woo woo. <laughs> so, in an in an effort to cushion the hard blows that Muriel's rolling pins inflict upon his pate eustace wants hair. a tonic cure for for his baldness and wants hair so he so he uh seeks out help and uh at, at a experimental potion. institute <laughs> yeah who uh apparently can't decide whether they want to help your hair grow or they, whether they want to launch you into space <laughs> and 
Oh my god! So it gives like it gives, which is great. It's a great bit. So yeah, he uh, courage is, goes to the bathroom and he sees somebody else who is really helped by the tonic, and, and well, who is helped by by giving being given the tonic, and he puts it on his head, the tonic on his head, and then he there's not a, there's no paper towels in the paper towel thing. You know, very frustrating experience, and his. His head becomes his, super veiny and enlarged. His, veins his eyes bulge. pop out uh, for the most part. Like his eyes bulge out, and then there's a big explosion. And I'm like, did that guy's head just explode? No, it didn't. I'll save you the suspense. His head did not explode, uh-huh. but the paper towel dispenser exploded out the side of the of the uh, wall there. And you're you're like, what? Side of this big tower. That's where Experimental Institute is. <laughs> um, yep, and. You know, I, at that point, I didn't understand really how the how this side effect worked. But uh, Courage reads the bottle and it says, "Do not take when ang- when taking. Do not get angry, mad, or frustrated, or else." <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and that's and you realize immediately that that's a huge problem because Eustace has a hair trigger temper, and um, which is shown as soon as he, he they're on the way home because on the way home and that's when i kind of understood how this power works because on the way home he uh someone cuts him off like a douchey guy in a sports oh, car oh, oh 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 james no not just someone okay that's tim that is tim he is you, you, he is a recurring character oh on early dog tim's a recurring um, car- i love he, i love recurring characters <laughs> he he almost never says anything but watch where you're going you fool Oh but, really? Uh, but he is. Yes, we will see him many more times, and he is, d- despite that seeming lack of characterization, one of my favorite characters. Encourage the cowardly dog. Oh, good. So yes, that's that's Tim, and uh, <laughs> you realize how this power works because uh, he drives away, and Eustace is just seething with anger at this this douchey sports car guy who cuts him off, named Tim, and. You see, in the, he does that like big blow up thing, and Courage is ready for it to happen, like right in front of him. But what blows up is Tim in his sports car, <laughs> who is sent yep. sent flying. And you're like, wow, this has given him the power to explode anything he's mad at. This is terrifying, and it gets really dark because then what, we mentioned the domestic it, abuse. Yeah, what, what, when he gets home, the the coding becomes a lot more. Yeah, on the nose. because it, it's what what's literally happening is Courage is trying to move Eustace away. From, sorry, move Muriel away from Eustace every time he's about to fly off the handle, and that is some really dark subtext in the move in the the episode. Oh boy! Uh, and even just the idea of trying to calm him when yeah. he is on the verge of a a, a, a breaking into a rage is just wow. Yeah. I, yeah, he's I, like, I, courage I, is like massaging his feet and like, you know, waving oh. cool air in his face. Just like, Oh, don't, don't freak out. It's okay. And I'm like, Oh, Jesus. It, I mean, like there's the literal plot reason for it, but that is just like it, hearing accounts of people who have been in abusive relationships. That is like, kind of on the nose and i i i'm with you i can't convince myself that it wasn't deliberate yeah i mean so i was i I was gonna say earlier like 
uh, when we recorded our episode on the Prowler, that was like speaking of of subject matter that's uh, you know not intended. I don't think this is uh, this applies. <laughs> I don't um, either. I think it was. I think it was deliberate. Now, why this message was being imbued in a children's show, I have no idea. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but it's, it's impossible I, not to read this as a son trying to protect a mom from an abusive dad, and that is right. Ugh, it's very sobering for this show. I guess. I, actually, I, I do take that back. I guess I I do see why. Um, and this is actually part of I think a very positive development for the show because I think that it, these two episodes in particular the the threat is the actual threat is coming from within not without mm-hmm. and um like it, it, it i mean we've seen a lot of things like this in modern horror movies where uh dom- like things all things domestic are kind of a um are kind of a catalyst for a horror movie plot nowadays um anything from like inter- like intergenerational conflicts and in families to abusive relationships to um to to you know racism like think things that uh, affect people in a social sphere become uh the source the springboard for the premises of a lot of modern horror movies and i think courage is kind of tapping into something similar here where i mean what is more terrifying than a partner a spouse or a father who you constantly feel you have to keep from exploding <laughs> Uh no it, it's ee. it's dark it's dark but it's it's dark but it's uh I mean I can understand why they did it I think it was uh, just, I mean I never picked up on any of that and I remember seeing this episode as a kid but man that's it's it's heavy and I do think it represents a positive development in the show though because it's it's it it I think it takes on a more mature sense of what horror is well and the other the other the brief subtext there going further of that of this uh the root of this domestic abuse being uh insecurity yeah Yeah. (laughs) like (laughs) he you know he is uh, it's it's him being unhappy with himself that he takes that out on the people around him right yep Uh, there's also a not so subtle like jab at i i kind of take it as like a phallic masculinity thing where uh at the end before his like big blow up, um, he has the single hair sprout from his head and it's all curly and, and standing up and he's like, Oh, like, and he's and happy. It, and then it droops down and falls down flaccid. <laughs> yep. I mean, Oof. yeah, no, I mean, the more you actually break this down, you're like, there's Man. a lot to pick. There's a, there's a lot to pick apart in it. And, uh, it, it yeah, it's a heavy one. I just want to go back but, to Cat's Motel. I <laughs> but yet somehow they never like it, it's it's only dark when you pay attention, <laughs> which sounds weird. But like, you know, you could totally enjoy this as a surface level, like goofy episode of Curse the Cowardly Dog where Eustace's his head blows up. But uh, yeah, and like the house explodes at the end, and, you're like, oh, and the house okay. explodes, and you know, this is also another one of those like, oh, Eustace is like kind of like Kenny where he just kind of dies. Yeah. Well, this is the first time in canonically with not including canonically, the, right. You're not yeah, including the, the pilot episode where Eustace does that's die. Right. Uh, that's right. Well, it's implied that he dies, right? Because the house explodes and there's no trace of him. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of Eustace being a Kenny. Oh expendable. my God. Yeah. Yeah. Being the Kenny, you can kill Eustace. Every you episode. killed Eustace. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Good, I mean, it, good, it, good we'll, job. <laughs> we'll get into it in the in our next in our next podcast episode where mm-hmm. Eustace's fate is left uh, very <laughs> very uncertain. Very uncertain. Um, but yeah, so you know, not what I expected getting into this show. I'll tell you that. I do remember this. I remember watching this episode. This is one of the few that I remember having seen. Um, and man, was all of this subtext completely lost on me. And I think it's, I think it's unmistakable that it's there, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, you don't have to dig very deep. That's the thing. I don't think I'm reading into it. Right. Like, right. Yeah. No, so, I agree completely. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I almost wish this came first so we wouldn't have to be like, so that's our show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. Well, they aired them this way, so no, they did. They did. This is how they aired it. So that... I had to leave the kids with a bit of a bit of a downer. <laughs> yeah. So that that uh, that is our show. We will um, be back next week reviewing um, next episode reviewing both episodes seven and eight and or four a and four b or just episode four, uh, which mm-hmm. contains the demon in the mattress and freaky Fred. I'm sh- I'm sure that next episode we will be feeling quite naughty. <laughs> That's the, probably the other episode that I do remember having seen. <laughs> How could you forget? I never, no, I, you can't. It haunts me to this day. Um, Freaky Fred. Yes. And that, uh, that's that episode. Whew. So yes, uh, it has been great. This episode, uh, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at Cowardly Podcast. I can't believe I got that. I'm so glad I did. And Nice. Uh, yes, and follow, you can find us. We're, I didn't mention at the start. Dang it, I'm so bad at this. We are, Courage the Cowardly Podcast is a spinoff podcast of the cult standard where we review a different cult movie that we've never seen before each episode and decide by the end of the episode whether or not to join that uh, cult. And you can find that at cultstandardpod.com. Why I'm telling you this is because you can find this podcast at cultstandardpod.com slash courage. Um, or if you just go to cultstandardpod.com, you'll see the link in the main menu for the Courage Cowardly podcast. And you can follow... Where am I? Oh, yeah, you find us on uh, iTunes, or sorry, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, the Big Three, and any other podcast app at Courage Cowardly Podcast. And that is our show. So what do we always say here, Mike? Do we say? How do you think this? Booga 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 booga! Ah!